0: Welcome to another edition of Oh No, Not Them, the show where formats don't matter, there is no plan, and it's all bullshit anyway. Come along for the ride. Here are your hosts, Eric, Jim, and Bill. <laughs> Lean more toward Curly Joe. Oh, Dorita.
1: No, not Curly Joe.
0: Yeah, you're more like Curly Joe than fucking Shemp, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you rat basted. Uh, what's going on boys how we feeling we're feeling good feeling pretty good um i'm feeling better than i was last tuesday that's for goddamn sure um before we go any further i do want Um, to um i'm feeling better i do want to uh apologize for us not having anything up further i do um last week other than the Mm -hmm. brief live video I was in tremendous pain, and I finally got my—I finally got the issue taken care of on Tuesday. I feel a lot better. I can talk. I can sing. I can be a well, prick. dickhead. Well, I mean,
2: the singing thing is like you know—that's
0: subjective. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we have Doug. <laughs>
2: you're, you're no Celine Dion. No, I ain't got a neck like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, son Ooh. of a bitch! Oh, what a fucking week it's been. <laughs> what a week! Um, we got uh, before the before we record the next episode, we're going to have a big event. Um, the re, uh, The annual Remembering Mark event is coming up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we record this in oh, in about a week and a half, yes. July the 29th ninth. Um, if you guys hear this and you want to support a good cause please come out Um, uh we will be very appreciative of it um i'll post the flyer on the facebook page and whatnot
2: food entertainment a basket raffle
0: yeah lots of good stuff lots of good stuff and every dime this year is staying uh even more local than before Mm. because what we used to do is we would donate a hundred percent of the money to the Lehigh Valley chapter of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Yes. What we're doing this year is not that you know we have any issues at all with AFSP or the work that they do or anything like that, but we're going to donate uh, the proceeds this year to the Avedam Club, which is a mental health. Club at the Palmerton High School. Okay. We're going to make a donation to them. We're also going to make a donation to the Carbon County Arts Council in Mark's name. Okay. Um, you know, so we're going to keep the money even more local yeah. this yeah. year. And uh, this year is going to be a special one because we try to plan it around Mark's birthday. Yeah. Mark would have been 50 this year. Okay. So we're doing, uh, you know, we want, you know, we want to do a a nice one. And um, I've been talking to Frank and Fran about, about uh, the event. And it's really put together for the most part by three people. Uh, We have a lot of help on day of and people donating basket items and, you know, food items and things like that. But it's really put together and run by three people. Mm -hmm. Me and Mark's parents. Mm -hmm. And Mark's parents, Frank and Fran are both in their seventies. I'm 49. I'm going to be 49 this year and I'm, I'm beaten up and (laughs) it's hard, man. That's a fucking Mm. long ass day. Cause the three of us are there from start, like from before the doors open, getting everything ready. Yeah. Because the people that run bingo, Friday nights at the Sokol Hall won't let us get in there. They won't take a week, a week off to allow us to set up beforehand. Bingo is important. Yeah. Yeah. A a profit, a for-profit bingo game. <laughs> I didn't
2: even know they did bingo there.
0: Yeah. Every Friday night. Oh. And it's a for-profit game, which whatever, do it, do your thing. But, uh, the, like because of that, we can't get in Friday night to get everything set up and you know so, that, so you got to go early Saturday morning. Yeah, I'll be there from eight o'clock Saturday morning, um, mm. when we can get in, up until we're closed up. Me, Frank, and Fran will be the last ones to leave. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, July the 29th, come on down to the Sokol in Palmerton. It's gonna be a good time.
1: Uh, on you, yes. Oh,
0: go ahead, go ahead. I was
1: I was gonna talk about something I learned this week. Um, was it? Monday night, Monday night, uh, I've been having a problem with my, my, uh, washing machine. Yeah. And, uh, it's one of those things where I know it's the switch, the safety switch in the lid because every once in a while it would stop and it wouldn't go into a spin cycle. Push down the lid, you know, good, fine. It'll go. Yeah. Monday night, it decided to stop altogether (laughs) with all my fucking work clothes right before the final spin cycle. So I'm like, Fuck. I know it's a switch. So I go up, do a search, how I can disconnect this fucking thing or bypass it. Couldn't find anything that had to deal with the type of switch I had. So I'm like, fuck it. I know where the wire goes. The the little things there on the side, you know, I have the old square, well, the square lid with the little plastic knob on it and it goes down and it goes into the hole that's in the top of the washing machine. That's where the switch is. Yeah. Well, the wire runs all the way down the side across the back. So I take The control console off, two screws, thing comes right off. See where the wire is that I got to jump? I can't get the fucking wire disconnected. Fuck it. I'll try and take the lid off. Nope, don't work. Fine. Put the fucking thing back together. It's now quarter after eight, and I'm ditzing with the fucking dial. The thing does everything except go into a fucking spin cycle.
0: Right, anything where the lid needs to be locked. Right. So, I do a different search. Uh,
1: Washer works except for spin cycle. Okay. I find a fucking video. This fucking repairman's going to this lady's house. He says, yeah, it'll fill up with water. It'll agitate, but as soon as it goes to a spin cycle, it doesn't do anything. So, I'm looking. I'm like, oh, that's the type of switch that I have. Exact, Exact same spot. Exact same everything. And... He starts talking, and he takes the switch out, and he pulls it out, and he says, now you can see here as it ages, the glue that holds this switch together can uh, deteriorate over time. So what we're going to do is we're going to use a zip tie to tighten this switch up and put it back together. And I'm like, there's no fucking way. He puts the switch in. Spin cycle. 20 after 8, I call my dad. Hey, you got any zip ties? Yeah. I said, I'll be right over. Come on. I go down to his house, grab the zip ties, come back, take off the switch, zip tie the motherfucking switch together, put it back up, spin cycle. You never knew that. I
0: never fucking knew that. I jerry-rigged a washing machine like that probably 10 years ago. I had my, the the old washer we had, I had the same issue. I jerry-rigged that. I couldn't believe it. Uh, yeah, Brian says, yes, Jim discovered the redneck all-time fix for everything, zip ties. <laughs> and why, yeah, I got to agree. How do you have no zip ties at your house? I don't know. What do you do with the hookers? Exactly. Oh, my Lord. But, Kick oh, them out. Uh, Allegedly. Allegedly. Oh, and, and I'm going to say it now. Buy a new washing machine, you cheap bastard. They're
1: old. I, I realized just how old they are. Me and Karn bought those from my cousin secondhand when we moved into the house in 2001,
0: 2002. You buy new fucking equipment, you cheap no! bastard. You cheap bastard.
1: I got lots of
0: expenses.
2: I got an old washer in my garage. It doesn't work. You can have that, too, and try to fix it. I got
1: one that works so You need to get gotten rid of.
2: Not yet. I got, I'm got. i waiting until I get the dishwasher taken out. That okay. I can get rid of everything.
0: Okay, because I got a guy. That's come. why they're in the garage. I got Dude, a guy that'll come and get them for you um anyway i ordered something for you today okay yeah i ordered your birthday present nice yeah oh,
1: i'm stumped on that
0: what on what to get the
1: guy oh i got he him fucking the, has everything
0: i got him something he doesn't he, and what he, he doesn't have he probably has on self-respect fucking... <laughs> 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 can't help you there um no i got it i got you i i, I got you a custom gift all right oh
1: boy all right
0: yes I, I, and you'll 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 appreciate it um <laughs> i can't wait, I can't wait.
2: <laughs> this week i actually tried those uh pizza cupcake things
0: oh yeah yep
2: they were shit. i could do better
0: I, no <sighs>
2: no it was like eating a muffin well yeah with cheese and a little bit of salt no but i mean they, they weren't made the, the the dough was too thick it was it was oh, yeah. oh you want new york style I could do better. And the company was pretty much new. You
0: oh, haven't yet. Yeah. Jesus Christ.
2: It was a brother and sister company or a husband and wife. I'm not sure.
0: Kind of like the White Stripes. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You're not sure if they're brother yeah, and, and sister? And they, or... it,
2: it, they had a blurb on the package. oh, we've been doing this for years and finally decided to market them last year. You both lie. You heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> you done stole my idea. You could at least put an advertisement on the box. Pizza cupcakes,
1: yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's just Gus. 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 Smack it! <laughs> I'm gonna smack you. <laughs> uh So, how was your uh your stock car experience? Okay, well,
2: mm-hmm. I'm gonna say I I was mistaken. On, well, so was Lisa because the, the forms are very confusing. It was a ride along experience. Yeah. Okay, but the way the forms made it out because I had to, they had me sign up for these classes, uh, for driving classes, yeah, and a video and all and packages and all this other stuff. When we got there, it was just a ride along, so we had like most of the money refunded because I don't need to take classes, yeah, and I don't. So I was like, yeah, but why was all that on the page to sign up? It was very because even I read it how many times, and I said, well, if you're giving me driving classes, yeah, I'm obviously driving, yeah. But anyway, one would think. Yeah, but even even beyond that, it was absolutely amazing. First off, I'm actually glad I didn't drive. This guy was doing it was like a roller coaster on the ground. <laughs> yeah, okay. The G forces around the turns, we went like oh like about 115 miles an hour on the straightaway and then took a turn at about probably seventy, <laughs> I would have probably really fucked up and shit my pants. Yeah, smashed his taint. Oh, I would have. Oh, it would have just. It would have been crazy. And as we're in that, it's like when you feel like taking a turn at that speed, and even going starting at that speed, it's like I don't have to worry about. Hey, he, if he wrecks the car, he wrecks the car. It was absolutely amazing. I recommend everybody do it. Well, that's, I'm glad and, you enjoyed and yourself the, and the power in those cars. And Lisa said, you know. We'll do it right next time, and you could guys... Yeah, if I'm gonna do that, I wanna be. I'm gonna be on Pocono, mm-hmm. the Richard Petty Experience. Yeah. This was a, a road course in the middle. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. That.
1: Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Uh, you yes. didn't. You didn't go on the track at all. There wasn't a part of it that was on the track. No,
2: but it was really. Neat. Well, you could actually roam around Pocono while you were there. Uh huh. And the only, like I said, the only problem I didn't like is this, they did the same thing as the airport. They said arrive an hour early. Oh. Yeah. There was like no. There was like not. There wasn't really crowds. Like, it wasn't major. It was like... The line was like a food line at the festival. Yeah. And the people had... They were just snapping through everybody. So we get there at around noon. I'm done everything by 10 after 12.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
2: And then I go up, and she looks, and she says, Oh, you're scheduled for one.
0: Okay. You told me to be here an hour early. Yeah, so was
2: like... So we just started... I would... Ryan and I were showing Lisa like all the different where we sat last time in a booth and and the different parts of the track. And it was great. I'm pointing things out. This guy walks up and says, Is there something I can help you with? Like What? Well (laughs) he was being helpful. Okay. He didn't know if we were lost. Okay. And I said, No, I was just showing my wife where we were last year for the race. He said, Okay, and he walked off.
0: So I drove past Pocono on my way home from work today. Uh huh. Oh what a fucking nightmare that is already. Really? Yeah. Wait, is this this weekend? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what a nightmare Pocono is already. <laughs> like most of the 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 parking lot is already polluted with RVs. It's fucking ridiculous.
2: I tell you, I gotta say though, I mean the seats Ryan and I had last year. I mean, preferred parking pretty much next to the track. Right. Free lunch and dinner, free drinks, no matter, you know, and your own bat and like your own bathroom for your level shaded nice fans in there, too. <laughs> and there's TVs so you can actually watch the race when it's not right in front of you. Nice. They bugged me all year. If I wanted, it, you know, we're going to give away your tickets. We're going to give away your seats. Give them away. I'm not going again this year. Nice. It's like it's not like I'm never going again, but when I do, I'm in those. Were seats. you in a
1: grandstand box
0: seat? Uh, I was no, I was in uh, victory circle. Oh, okay. Well, they uh, they reconfigured everything this year at Pocono. Victory Circle is now uh, like they they redid uh, the whole. I guess mm. they did uh, a good chunk of the infield and in the way it's laid out for right. Victory Lane and all that stuff. Um, I heard that today. On ninety when I was listening for a minute, hmm. uh, and or no, it was on. Actually, it was on W on the news this morning on WNEP because um, I mean Long Pond becomes the third most populated city in Pennsylvania on NASCAR weekend, and yes. still the
2: fewest teeth.
0: It's a NASCAR race. <laughs> hey, don't pick on NASCAR. Yes, I will. <laughs> it's fun. Speaking of things that we can pick on. Don't look at me. I found a list. Ah. The greatest rock bands with more than one guitar player. Okay. From MSN.com. Wow. It's so, so right there. Right <laughs> there, out of here. MS. What the hell does MS- MSN know about that shit? That, right, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> that's oh, what I'm thinking. this
1: isn't going to be good.
0: No, it, no. It, it's in no particular order, so we're going to... We're gonna kind of let it slide a little bit. More than one guitar. I, I really, I
2: really think that this list is gonna be somebody that at MSN that needed a byline and, and
0: did a Google search. Probably that's what it seemed <laughs> like to me. Because so at
1: least a five piece. Unless no, oh no, you yeah yep you're right. Got you. Yeah
0: yep. Sorry. First one figured it out. Leonard Skinner. Ah. Your guitar players. Ed King, Gary Rossington, and Al, Al, Alan Collins. Mm-hmm. Now, this is
2: older lineups, because I don't think...
0: Uh, no, uh, I mean... <laughs> I don't know who's in Leonard Skinner
2: right now anymore. Right.
0: Well, uh, well you got Ricky Medlock. Right. But, uh, yeah, they're, that, that's, they're the three original guitar players. And they did... I mean, you can't argue with that. Skinner no. w- was fantastic. You know,
3: what's
2: this mean, more denim?
0: Because you... I guess Brian hasn't Well listen, out.
2: Brian. Brian, we got news for you. This jacket's getting retired this
0: week. Okay? Because he bought another one. Yeah,
2: my new jacket's coming Sunday.
0: Nice. Jesus Christ. Fucking Canadian tuxedo over here. <laughs> Next. The Rolling Stones. Okay. Keith Richards and Ronnie Wood. Yeah. All right. Personally. I mean Keith Keith Richards is a a, a very good guitar player. Mm-hmm. I think Ronnie Wood's actually a better guitar Rolling player.
2: Rolling Stones is such a great band to just sit and listen to. Mm-hmm. Even their bad songs are fun. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. I mean like like we played Dead Flowers, which mm-hmm. is such a cool song. Um next Metallica.
3: Yep.
2: Well, yeah, that's going to have that's going to be on any list for everything
0: Ever rock and roll, <laughs> right? Uh, the best album, it, worst album.
3: Uh,
2: yeah, I <laughs> agree. Like
0: but the and the two guitar players that they mention, yeah. of course, are James Hetfield and Kirk Hammett. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it all started with Dave Mustaine mm-hmm. and Hetfield, though. But mm-hmm. officially, uh, uh, the, uh, Mustaine appears on no official l- releases. Correct. Yep. Next, the Velvet Underground. Oh yeah. Cool. Lou Reed and Sterling Morrison. That's okay. okay. That's some good shit. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: That's some very good shit. They right. Went there. deep
1: into this list.
0: Yeah. Next, uh, this one kind of surprised me that they like went here. Queensryche. Really, Chris deGarmo and Mike Wilton. It, it doesn't surprise me that they should be on, that they're on that they should be on this list. Right. It surprises me that somebody from MSN Yeah put them on the list Yeah You know I I mean DeGarmo and Mike Wilton are both fantastic guitar players
2: I, re- I recant my statement when they put Velvet Underground on about just googling a list because that is a deep cut That yeah. is
0: <laughs> Oh there's a few more mm-hmm. The Foo Fighters are next oh, There we go Jesus Christ Dave Grohl Fucking Sorry Sometimes it comes out audio I
1: apologize
0: Chris Shiflett and Pat Smear Yes I can't argue; they're all really good guitar players. Mm-hmm. There, I, I can't argue it. Next, White Snake. Hmm. Too many to list over the years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too many to list. Revolving over the years. door. Yes. Um. I mean, the most notable ones to me were John Sykes, who is actually the guitar player on the self-titled album. Okay. Um. But he left before the tour, and Adrian Vandenberg came in. And Vandenberg gets all the credit. He's in all the videos for, like, Still of the Night Uh and all that shit. But that was actually John Sykes. Adrian Vandenberg. um, Viv Campbell's done time with White Snake. Steve Vai. mm -hmm. New Steve Vai. Lots of great guitar players. Worked with uh, David Coverdale over the years in White Snake. Megadeth. Oh, there we go. Mm -hmm. Uh, The lineup that everyone thinks of is, uh, on guitar anyway, is... Of course, Dave Mustaine mm-hmm. and Marty Friedman. Yes. But Gar Samuelson, Chris Polin, mm-hmm. he, uh Kiko Loreallo, who's with him now. Mustaine always has top-shelf guys with him. Yes. Can't argue them being on any list of great guitar player yeah. bands. Another one I can't argue with, and I'm glad that they made it, Slayer. Holy shit! Oh, well, they have to, yeah. Well, yeah, but still, you got... Carrie fucking King. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeff Henneman, the rest in power. Mm-hmm. And Gary fucking Holt. Yep. Yes. You know, if you're going to pick a guy to replace an icon like Jeff Henneman, mm-hmm. you're not going to do much better than Gary Holt. Yeah. Uh, I love Gary Holt's stuff. Um, speaking of Gary Holt, I just watched Murder in the Front Row. Yeah. Good Good movie great documentary about the bay area thrash scene. I watched that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was a while ago. That was really that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. It's available on freebie. Next, the scorpions. Ah, okay. Going back to the early days, you've got the Schenker brothers, Rudy and Michael Schenker, okay? Then Michael leaves and forms UFO. Okay? Mm-hmm. So you get Uli Roth in mm-hmm. which is my favorite era of the score right. and then Uli Roth leaves and you get Matthias Jobs all great guitar players undeserved undeserved undoubtedly deserving of being on this list yes I haven't bitched about one yet I know here's another one that you may not think of but they're right Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers all right yes Tom Petty's a good guitar player in his own right, mm-hmm. and Mike Campbell is very underrated. Yes, I'm a big Tom Petty and Heartbreakers fan.
2: I I enjoy most. Uh, I mean, a lot of their stuff. I mean, I don't know. I know all the hits. Yeah, but that that's about. I don't dive deep into Tom Petty.
0: Yeah. I, 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 I'll dive deep into Tom Petty From time to time But like we play uh, I would love to do American Girl mm-hmm. But we got a request to learn Mary Jane's Last Dance So we started doing that one Got ya uh, Here's what the first one I disagree with Pearl Jam Stone Gossard to Mike McCready Early Pearl Jam Yes Newer shit Hate it Any Pearl Jam Hate it I have no opinion on Pearl Jam don't like them. I do. I know you do. You have fucking you have you have you have the musical palette good of a test. You have good taste. You have the musical palate of a sewer rat. No. Yes. Next sewer is a, a rat. He doesn't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> Next is a great underrated band, The Church. Never heard. Yep, of
2: it. Yep, that's the one we did. I think we did something on. Yes, we that talked one about song that. that you like. Under the Milky
0: Way. That's the one. Yeah, they uh, their guys are Pete Cappus and Marty Wilson Piper. When were they around? They're an 80, they're an eighties band. Like, they're kind of like a Cure ish okay. type band. Okay, very good band. I I dig the I dig the Church. Jimmy Westerberg turned me on to them. Mm. Next, I don't know why these guys are on here either. Aerosmith. <laughs> List is over. It's beautiful. That's 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 a wrap.
2: Joe Perry Joe Perry and Brad Whitford. Yep. Yeah. And, and and I'm not even gonna and the two guys that replaced them are still good too. They were, uh, they were great Rick DeFay and, and uh Jimmy Crespo. Jimmy Crespo. They were excellent on Rockin' a Hard Place and, and Night in the Ruts. So those oh, are uh, still
0: two great albums. The uh the, the proper uh, the the proper <laughs> application of cocaine will do that oh my nah just kidding I, I you know I love yeah and, and those two are still
2: those two albums still are great guitarically yeah,
0: yeah. guitarically musically I'll allow it's yeah it. <laughs> next is Wishbone Ash never heard
2: I of never, them I've never
0: I've never even heard of them Andy Turner uh, Ted Turner and Andy Powell wow not, he, he not, did. not that Ted Turner <laughs> oh, yeah. before we got in the wrestling business he was in the rock and roll business oh god <laughs> Well, we're in different businesses. <laughs> um, next one is a band that not everybody knows, but they're musically very good. Sonic Youth. Oh, you oh Thir- people know them. Thurston Moore and Lee Rinaldo. And then later on, Kim Gordon and Jim O'Rourke. Yeah, so- Sonic
2: Youth is, you know, those... Um, what's after uh, Gen X? Millennials. Yeah, they know Sonic Youth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's one going back to the Boomers. Oh, the The Allman Brothers Band.
1: There we go. Okay.
0: Dwayne Allman and Dickie Betts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two great guitar players. Yeah, oh, that's a good band. Oh, you're not kidding. Here's one of my favorites on the list. Thin Lizzy. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Another good one. Scotty Gorman and Brian Robertson. I didn't think they had two guitarists. Yeah. Huh. Dude, listen to Listen to like The Boys Are Back in Town Jailbreak yeah. Any of that stuff They got the twin guitar Yeah, I, th- I honestly I honestly thought They were a three piece No Um No, there's always been Two guitar players okay. and late, Later on Gary Moore Came right. in and played with them too But um uh,
2: I'll have to look at that One Thin Lizzy album I got Because I swear There's only three people On the cover
0: Hmm well, like I know, I'm not, I'm not calling you a liar. Uh, No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know. No, uh, I, I do. They've always had two guitar players. All right, Bill's thrown down. That's not- okay. Fleetwood Mac. Yes. Pete Green and Lindsey Buckingham, and also Jimmy Spencer. Mm. All right. Lindsey Buckingham is a great fucking guitar player. Peter Green's a great fucking guitar player. Uh, you know, they, they were.
2: Is that the same Lindsey Buckingham that did Holiday Road? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's him. And and yeah, he's the one that always always, what's up with that
0: on Saturday Night Live. And it's, We out of time. Def Leppard. Okay. All right. Uh, in the beginning, you had Steve Clark mm-hmm. and Pete Willis. Yes. Then later on, Phil, uh, Phil Collins comes in mm-hmm. to replace Pete Willis. Mm-hmm. And then Steve Clark dies and Vivian Campbell takes over. Yes. Yep. All four very good guitar players.
1: And then the Vivian Campbell era, that's when it went to shit.
0: Well, later on, yeah. yeah. They
2: Phil Collins was doing a great story about one of their songs.
1: I think it was Animal,
2: I think. But the, they played the song in the studio. Phil Collins was playing the, the intro. And Steve was hitting the whammy bar. And they recorded it that way. And, uh, you know, we're never going to do this song live. I can't play with two hands and use a whammy bar. <laughs> they went into the studio and figured out how to play it so they could play it live. It might it was I think it was it might have been Animal, it might have been Armageddon. Yeah. It was was one of their popular ones. Yeah. And he was he was telling the story on Sirius before the song came on. Yeah. Huh. And nice. I I never realized like the the intros, like, oh, that's what he did. It might have even been Rocket too. I don't know. It was, yeah, you just did the, advice. that's kind of, I, I can just see
0: like, oh, how am I going to play that live?
1: It's like.
0: Yeah. Because this is before you had the fucking whammy pedal and whatnot. Yeah.
1: You don't know the song.
0: Next one. Of course I don't know the song. Fuck. I know the story. It's one of the popular ones. It, fucking Google it. Yeah. <laughs> fucking nitwit. Good idea. Next. Akadaka. Yes. Damn right. No. What do you mean, no? Yes,
1: Akadaka.
2: No. The the complimentary guitar work that doesn't make it of good. ACDC. That doesn't make it just, good. It's like a handshake. It's more like a hand job.
1: <sighs> With I, a happy in it. Uh, th- th- better. know. I know. I know you don't like ACDC. A hand job is better than a handshake. And I do
2: have a good ACDC story. And I know the song too. I got my media server up and running. Okay. Got it hooked up to the TV. First video I played to test the whole thing out. ACDC Thunderstruck. Good God, does that there look good go. on a big screen? Good. And as oh man, you could just see as as Angus Young is bopping around on stage. You could see the sweat come off of him. It was like it was like watching the Megadeth show we were at <laughs> we were yeah yeah. And that was the first video I, I watched on that on the server. What a waste of time. No, no, no. That's a belt made out of watches. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good one Good one You got me on that He one. waited How many years for that? <laughs> he had that one Queued up Ready to go uh, Hey Doug That there Reserves eh Not a second. Oh shit <laughs> I fucking hate it <laughs> Next uh, We'll be talking about that These guys in a minute Iron Maiden Yes Mm -hmm. Starts off with Dennis Stratton and Adrian Smith Right Uh, Then Dave Murray comes in When Dennis Stratton leaves And then Adrian Smith leaves Mm -hmm. So they bring in a guy named Yannick Gears Mm -hmm. Now if you go see Maiden They have three guitar players Correct That's crazy Yeah But it works (laughs) And they're all fucking amazing All amazing guitar players Next, another three-guitar band, the Eagles. Glenn Frey, mm-hmm. Bernie Lydon, Don Felder, and later on, Joe Walsh. Huh. I never realized there were three. Oh, hmm. yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And, like, everybody, you, you know the song Life in the Fast Lane, right? Yes. Here's a story, you, since you're doing stories. Life in the Fast Lane, you know how they came up with the riff for that? No. That was actually a warm up exercise that Joe Walsh used to play. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> He's playing it in the studio one day, and F- Fry started tripping out on it. <laughs> they changed, they tweaked it a little bit, and it became the main riff or the opening riff and the chorus to Life in the Fast Lane. Wow. Another song that, 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 has that same origin story. Cowboys from hell by Pantera. Oh, Oh, wow. The intro to Cowboys from hell. Yeah. It was a string skipping. See, yeah, it was a string skipping double picking exercise that dime used to play to warm up. Wow. And they adapted it and it became Cowboys from hell. Wow. That's right. Doug up the irons. We're going to get to that in a minute. Next. Judas Priest. Mhm. Um back originally it had you had Glenn Tipton and K.K. Downing. Yes. But when K.K. retired, they brought in a guy named Richie Faulkner who's mm-hmm. a fucking beast of a guitar player. Mm-hmm. The guy had a had a, like a, a, a ruptured fucking I was going to say was like this
1: the guy that had the 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 a, 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 a aorta
0: burst. Yeah, he had a an aorta his like his aorta burst on stage. Ooh. Yeah. And he finished the goddamn song. Yeah,
1: yes, he did.
0: Yeah, mm. Richie the Falcon Faulkner, hell of a guitar player. Uh, KK Downing's new band just put out their first record too. Oh yeah, yeah. He really, he really got creative with the title, with the name for the band. It's called KK's Priest. <laughs> works. Yeah. Brian says he heard "Sweet Child" in my intro. That Guns N' Roses was a warm up to start with, too. Yeah, but it's a fucking easy warm up.
3: Eric's back.
0: <laughs> I'm back. Next, the Yardbirds. Mm. Oh yeah, you had you had Chris Dreja, who was the who was the constant. Okay, okay, he was the rhythm guitar player, but. In and out of the Yardbirds, or actually in the Yardbirds at different times, you have Eric Clapton, mm-hmm. Jeff Beck, mm-hmm. and Jimmy Page. Yes. What more do you need to know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Is that it for that list? Yes, that is it for that list. Woo That was a good list. Yeah, pretty good. I mean, there's some bands that I would have, you know, liked. Uh, some other bands I would like to have seen on there.
2: Yeah. Well, there's one. I mean, Guns and Roses is the one that just.
0: Yeah, I, I I can't argue. Slash is not a bad guitar player. Yeah. And Izzy Stradlin is not a bad guitar player. Um and neither are the other guys that Axel has worked with.
2: You know, Bumblefoot and uh, Chickenhead well, or wait.
0: Chicken uh Buckethead, Buckethead. And and and, and Bum, uh Ron Thal, Bumblefoot. Yeah. Uh you know, he's worked with DJ Ashba. Mm-hmm. You know, he's worked with a lot of great guitar players um mm. too bad you know Axel's a douchebag and yeah. Slash is extremely overrated he's not bad but he's not as good as everyone makes him out to be
2: i think that yeah the twin guitar attack was a hair metal staple
0: yeah there yes. were there
2: were so so many of them some
0: did it well some did it poorly yeah um, you know, one band that we that they didn't talk about that should be in here is Anthrax. Oh, my God, yeah. Whether it was, you know, Scott Ian, of oh, course, mm-hmm. whether it was Dan Spitz, mm-hmm. Rob Caggiano, or now um, John Donius, mm-hmm. you know, the Anthrax's twin guitar shit is fucking amazing. Yeah. Guar. Those were two bands I was going to mention. Well... I.
2: Hmm.
1: They wouldn't be on that list.
0: I'm just thinking it's like I mean there's sometimes I love Guar. Listen to the listen to the music though. I mean take take, uh, take all of the theatrics out of it, and even take the lyrics out of it. Just listen mm-hmm. to them musically. Well, I agree. They're I amazing mean. fucking musicians. Mm-hmm. Another one that we could have put in here Testament. Okay. Eric Peterson and Alex Skolnick. Mm-hmm. Um. Slipknot. Yes, I'm surprised they weren't on that list. Uh Jim Root and Mick Thompson. Yeah. Great fucking guitar players.
2: How many guitar players did yes have?
0: One. Really? One. Out of all <laughs> wow. Well, I mean different guitar players throughout the years, <laughs> yes. but one at a time. Right. Um whether it was uh whether it was Steve Howe mm-hmm. uh or whether it was uh Robin uh not Robin Trower. It was another guy to hell anyway um yes had one guitar player oh, wow. at their uh, you know all the time um I, I, there's a lot of great two guitar bands that could have mm-hmm. been on this list but all in all it wasn't a bad no list. it wasn't a
2: terrible list at all
0: Mm-mm. right uh see how deep we are we're 36 minutes in let's get into the meat and meat and potatoes of things all right spin the wheel or I'll spin the wheel you spin the wheel I
1: can't spin it so good
0: even as movie odd is album that's a
1: 12. that's a shitty movie
2: no no it was an odd movie oh and that's I mean but I, I was gonna wait to say that until it spun
0: <laughs> the movie Doug Doug agrees. Scorpions do have great guitar players. CB4, released on March 12th of 1993, directed by Tamara Davis, a budget of $6 million, and the box office gross is $17.9 million. It stars Chris Rock as Albert Brown, Mm -hmm. also known as MC Gusto, Alan Payne as Euripides Smalls, also known as Dead Mike. Great name. I'm going to say that right now. That was a great name. Deezer D as Otis, also known as, I love this fucking name, Stabmaster Arson.
3: <laughs>
0: then you have Chris Elliott as the documentarian A. White. <laughs> Phil Hartman as the, as the senatorial candidate Virgil Robinson. Uh-huh. In his feature film debut, Charlie Murphy,
2: Charlie Murphy.
0: Evil darkness black magic motherfucker. <laughs> as Gusto, who's a local gangster, he's three generations deep in gangster dope. Yeah. Candy Alexander as Sissy, mm. who's uh has a propensity for taking, shall we say, uh compromising pictures with rap stars. <laughs> Then we have Art Evans as Albert's father. Think of, uh, think of Mister Jones from Friday, but a little bit mellower. That, but
2: he was the guy in the barber shop and coming to America. Yes, the third guy.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying the character. Oh, okay. Think, think of of Mister Jones from the Friday movies. Just calm down a little bit. Oh,
2: very calm down a lot.
0: Yeah. Uh, you had Teresa uh, Teresa Randall is Eve. Then you have Willard Pugh as Trustus Jones, mm-hmm. one of my favorite characters in the movie. <laughs> just remember, you can't trust me. You can't trust us. <laughs> Ty Granderson, uh, Ty Granderson Jones as Gusto's henchman Forty Dog, who for some reason talks with a voice box. Yep, I didn't see a stoma, so no. I don't know why. I, I don't think he needed to. I he think just, he just he just did. liked it. I know who.
2: I, yeah, I, uh,
0: Rachel True as Dahlia, who was Albert's girlfriend. Okay. Okay. Richard Grant as Baba Ak. (laughs) Which one was he? He was the one that has taken the black race back to Africa. That's right. Okay. He was, all right.
1: Yep. The Rast, no, not the Rastafari. Not Rastafari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black nationalist. Yes, 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 yes.
0: J.D. Daniels as Ben Robinson. Okay. And Stony Jackson, who, if you've ever seen the movie Pootie Tang, he played Pootie Tang. Never saw Pootie Tang. You need to watch Pootie Tang.
1: You said I needed to
0: watch this. Yeah, you did. As Wacky D, think of the guy from CNC Music Factory. Was that who Wacky D was? Yeah. Okay, I was I didn't know who the hell Wacky D was here. Okay. I, I thought Wacky D was a whole different character. No, no, they were they instead of CNC Music Jesus Factory, Christ. it was Wacky D and Sunshine.
1: I got uh. you. That was that band that was in the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh. So
0: the move the, the movie starts out at Trust Records.
2: Well the movie starts out with a montage. That's true. Of all like respect to all the different rap. Yes. And hip-hop artists. Which mm-hmm. is, uh, playing uh, Six Minutes by yeah, Dougie Fresh. Which is which is actually beautiful. Just, I mean, it reminded me of that time I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. You see all the different glasses, all the different records, all the different little instrumentation. And I, I absolutely loved
0: that part. Yeah, it was great.
2: Yeah, that part.
0: Okay, moving <laughs> on.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm going to get roasted <laughs> for this one. Uh, I... Okay, so now we go to Trust Us Records, and we are introduced to our ca- to our main characters. Mm-hmm. You got uh, Chris Rocky's there. He's got like the fucking greasy easy mm-hmm. e yep. Jerry curl on. Yes. Yep. And he's counting his money. <laughs> and then uh, Dead Mike is there, and he's like the Nubian man, uh, filled with the new black consciousness. And Stabmaster Arson is just Stabmaster Arson. And they're there to view Inside CB4, a rapumentary by A. White. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're asking the question: why did we hire, why did we not hire the brother man, but we hired this other man? And trust true to himself, says. Well, the other man works much cheaper than the brother man. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, they're 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 uh, debating what to do with this with this rapumentary, and Gusto, MC Gusto, says he's going to take a white with him yeah. and let him chill with him for the day. Mm-hmm. So, Stabmaster, arson, and Dead Mike go off. And they go out and get into Gusto's Jeep. And they start doing start heading heading away. And A White is sitting there doing basically a commentary yeah. about him crumbling up a fucking parking ticket and this and that. Yo, white. Chill yeah. on the blow by blow. Yeah. <laughs> so then his phone rings and you hear, look in the rear view mirror, bitch. And there's the real Gusto mm-hmm. and 40 Dog. Mm-hmm. And they start shooting at him, right? So they're in LA. So, what's one way you're going to get away from anybody trying to fuck with you in LA? Yeah. They get on the freeway. Mm-hmm. And then you see, uh, not MC Gusto, you see Gusto, Charlie Murphy stop. I ain't going after him. I ain't no fool. And then 40 Dog. I ain't no fool. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and then and then we were treated to tons of wonderful cameos, kind of yes, mm-hmm. in the van and cars beside them. Yeah, <laughs> yes, which which that you know, like I said, it's I want to say, and just going over the whole movie. This this movie seemed like, as they were writing it, they kept coming up with more ideas, and throwing shit in before <laughs> finishing their first
1: idea. Do
2: you think? That, and there's that was my big problem with kind of like the writing. It's like they would go off on these kind of thread things. Yes. And then never resolve them, but move on to the next part. And it was like, it was so,
0: and I said, it was like so short of being perfect. You have, um, yeah, I'm glad you brought up the cameos. There's some great cameos in there. Yeah. Uh, Ice Cube is in there talking about, Seeing Gusto at a at a pork picnic, mm-hmm. but yeah. I didn't want to trip because he was with his pops and shit. Um, who else? Uh, Easy E. Oh, Ice Teas is great. Ice- I, yeah, wait, Ice Teas is great. These motherfuckers is real G. <laughs> they show me they guns
2: G. Yeah, and that's. A, but the thing that got me the most is like obviously C B Four. Halle Berry was yes was a send up of Public Enemy. No, it's no. They actually, I mean, they seem like it nwa that's right never okay i got the ban wrong yeah wait wasn't ice cube in nwa yeah okay then it works okay i got the ban wrong it was nwa not public enemy right send up of nwa yeah even with their hit single but then in the i I would have accepted that i would have accepted it perfectly if ice cube and eze
0: were not in the fucking movie (laughs) well they they got the joke no, but that's the thing. But it, the thing, no, no, the oh, thing of it is, oh. Ice Cube was like, was, Ice Cube was like they were cool. But Easy E, the funny thing is, Easy E's there. He's got his fucking greasy jerry curl. And he's talking about how fucking Gusto's got the activator dripping off of his shit and yeah. whatnot. And then Flavor Flav, <laughs> oh, they, they they real fucking fake kid. They motherfucking
2: perpetrators. Yeah, as so I said, it, it's like, I, I was taken out of it a little bit because obviously they're a send-up of N.W.A. Yeah. But N.W.A. was in the movie. Yeah, because N.W.A., they they got the joke. And another thing, they had some reference for M.C. Hammer...
0: Yeah. yeah. Well Wacky in, D. In the,
2: in the beginning they had some reverence for MC Hammer with his glasses in there. Right. But then Wacky D
0: has, ha- obviously, has the hammer pants. Obviously they don't like fucking hammer <laughs> Oh no, they're just fucking ripping everybody to shreds. It
2: was it was but, oh that's what I mean. It was so confusing.
0: Uh and then uh who else rips him up uh who not rips them apart? But the butthole surfers
2: Oh god, yeah, Gu- uh, oh.
0: Gibby uh Gibby Haynes yeah. is so great in that. He talks about the first time hears sweat from his ball sweat from my balls. Uh which ironically was the first time I ever made love to a black woman and I did indeed have sweat on my balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking great. Oh. And only Gibby can pull that off. Yeah. yeah. But so now uh since they're getting shot at mm-hmm. They, he talks about it. Uh, where do I see gentlemen? Uh, oh, hey, Amanda. How are you? And Doug says, where do you see gentlemen? Right here. Gentlemen. Anyway, um, so uh, White is making a commentary. Uh, we were just in one of the drive-by shootings. <laughs> and Chris Elliott plays the part so fucking well. And then was like, drive-by. I could have been killed today, and is just a simple drive-by. And then he decides to tell the real story of CB Four, and come to find out, they're not hard-ass gangsters. CB Four is the name of a prison cell where they sent the real gusto.
1: Right now, I have a question here though: is at this time when he's parked, and he's telling the story, and the way the camera angle is, all these weird.
0: Cars come along. Well, that up. was the yeah. best part. That was I mean, like watching watching what would come up next. Yeah. Yeah. That was great shit. <laughs> but come to find out, MC Gusto is not some hard ass gangster. He's really just Albert Brown Jr. Correct. Skinny kid from low cash California. Yeah, middle middle class. Yep, middle class. It's, Dead Mike is Euripides. Or no, hang on. Let's talk about Stabmaster Arson yeah. first. Stabmaster Arson is just plain old Lotus living at home with his mom and like seven sisters. Mm-hmm. And he's got to be the man of the house. You got to relax my hair. You got to do this. Mm-hmm. You got to play me in Nintendo. Yeah. Whew. And now they're going to go meet up with Euripides Smalls, who's working <laughs> at a phone sex line. Well, a nine seven six line. Yeah, that does well, a little no, bit yeah, nine seven six, and all that. Back, okay, kids. Back in the day, there were these things called nine seven six numbers, and if you called them, your parents would beat your ass. Yep.
2: Yeah. And the the first love line was the, done by the uh, Shirley from What's Happening. Yep. That's That
0: was a fucked up cameo. Yeah. And then there's oh, well, there's nine seven six piss.
2: That was just. I mean, when I'm like, oh no, and oh, she's just pouring water in pour yeah. a fucking coffee yep, yep, can. Yep,
0: yep. <laughs> Yep, and then there's nine seven six diss. Yeah. Uh, yeah, kiss my motherfucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Uh, talk to you again next week. How do you get a, How do you get a job there? I don't know. I do. I would be great at it. at the, At the diss line, anyway. And then we hear, we get to we get Jeez. to where Rip is at. Oh. Where Rip's at? Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> licking your balls. <laughs> Best balls I ever had. You got King Kong balls. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Oh, but anyway, so now they're, you know, they, they get out of there. And Gusto, Charlie Murphy's character, mm-hmm. owns a, a hip hop club that does open mic nights. And Albert is going through the different, different iterations that they had had before. Yeah. Which is one that was like the fat boys. Yes. Yep. The overweight lovers. Yep.
2: Yes. Kind of like what the other one's The bagheads. I don't remember what the bag I I figured
0: every one of them was a takeoff of some band. I don't know what they were, but there was the bagheads. Mm-hmm. The bagheads. The bagheads. The bagheads. And then there was like a Ra- like they were Rastafarian guys mm-hmm. for a minute. And then um Trustus us and sissy are in the club. Yeah. And Gusto says that he wants wacky D and sunshine to play at a big party tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so they end up throwing Albert and rip and Otis out, you know, and the next day Albert comes back mm-hmm. to apologize, to apologize. He goes up, knocks on the door, but before he gets to the door, this is come, this is going to be very important. He sees a guy across the street. Guy asks him what time it is. He tells him. He goes and knocks on the door. And Gusto's in the middle of a drug deal. It's huge drug huge deal. Huge drug deal. Mm-hmm. And so knock, 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 knock. And everybody pulls out their guns. Right? Yes. And 40 Dog. Oh, it's just that kid, Albert. Yeah, he just wants to kiss your ass. What does what he what the, what the fuck does he want? Probably just want to kiss your ass. Yes. Ass kiss a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so he comes in and they get to talking, and now the raid happens. Yeah. And Gusto thinks that Albert has set him up. Mm-hmm. And now the idea is born for CB4. Mm. MC Gusto. Yep. And now you have Dead Mike and mm-hmm. Staff master Arson. And they become gangster rappers. Um and their first single is a song called Straight Outta Low Cash <laughs> which is the same music and the same cadence <laughs> as Straight Outta Compton. Yep. The lyrics are even similar. Cuz you got it's Straight Outta Compton a crazy motherfucker named Ice Cube, right? Mhm. Straight Outta Low Cash a crazy motherfucker named Gusto. I'll fuck your wife because the bitch is a big hoe. I fuck your sister. I fuck your cat. I would fuck your mom, but the bitch is too fat. Yes. Fucking wonderful. <laughs> God. Straight out of low cash, your crazy motherfucker named Dead Mike. Now get ready because I'm going on a long hike off a cliff. I'm driving you over. Now you're dead with your four-leaf clover. <laughs> <laughs> and then You know, shit like that. And then they have another song called Sweat From My Balls. And just like NWA, they've got all kinds of negative attention from mm-hmm. the 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 conservative mm-hmm. religious right and the, the uptight motherfuckers in in government, mm-hmm. led by Phil Hartman. And he shows up at a show and says that he's going to shut them down for obscenity if they yeah. sing that song. Yeah, if they can, they can only call. They can only use the word uh, "bitch" if it's referring to a dog, and then only in heat. Only call, only refer to a hoe when we're talking about a garden implement. Yep. And under no circumstances will you play sweat from my balls. <laughs> and the best part of it is, his kid is a huge fucking yes. CB4 fan. Yes. And he's he's complaining about like what kind of what 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 kind of. Man, desecrates baseball by wearing a, a, a baseball hat backwards. <laughs> Shit like that. Yeah.
1: Yep.
0: You know, it, it, it's just a total send-up of N.W.A. It's, it, this is a comedic retelling of Straight Outta Compton 25 years before Straight Outta Compton was mm-hmm. released. Mm-hmm. And there were other... And, of
2: course, I mean, I think that uh, the two live crew stuff... Yeah, there's some two live I mean, crew yeah, stuff in there. Yeah, because... When when they play sweat on my balls and the and the, the beach balls, they
0: get tossed around a crowd. Okay,
2: I'll give that one a funny.
0: Yeah, that. Like- so, Gusto breaks out of prison, mm-hmm. and he goes and he's going to take his revenge on Albert. Yes, a- and this is when he you know he finds him. He says, "Uh, about it says about his girlfriend. she's real cute. I like to fuck her froggy style." <laughs> Frog is down. <laughs> you gotta have the forty dog in there. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, Amanda says, "Welcome to the fuck shop." Yeah, that that got <laughs> kind of two life crew in some trouble. So he kidnaps forty dog and Gusto, kidnap Albert and take him on a fucking robbery.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, uh, and they, you know they pull off his fucking ski mask yep. and make him look at the camera, yep. and then they steal the fucking. The closed the closed circuit TV tape, yeah, as evidence. And in the meantime, they go for trust. He goes for Trustus Jones, yeah. And Trustus is at dinner with Sissy, mm-hmm. and ends up choking on a piece of food and dying. That this that whole sequence with the whole Trustus thing. First off, Trustus
2: never really seemed like a skeezy individual, and that comes back. He I mean he got the guys shows. The guys weren't hurting for money. You know, so he didn't make it seem like he was like a bad manager.
3: Uh, he, well, he, he
2: did. He did good. He did. There good might have by been him. some grifting. He did, but he did good by him. So this is where I said this is the scene that really said to me like it seemed like they writing stuff. It's like okay, we're gonna have Gusto go in there and kill Trustus. So he pulls the gun. He's gonna shoot him. Wait, wait, no, no, he chokes. He chokes. Oh, okay. So he <laughs> chokes. No one can do the fucking Heimlich. So he chokes and dies. So now it's his funeral. All oh,
0: this part's great.
2: And he's sitting there with the phone up, and some guy just comes up and starts yelling about his money. That's Wacky D. Okay, see, okay. Then And then punches him. Yeah. And it, and he gets a black eye. A corpse ain't gonna get a black eye. <laughs> but it seemed you, little- Wait, wait, wait!
0: Stop, stop, stop! Motherfucker! How many times have you told me about suspending disbelief? This is better, believe What the fuck is this? It's like, holy shit. Where's my money, motherfucker? Yeah,
2: that's what I mean. It just was like, this writing was just like, it's like, it went, it jumped so hard and I'm like, Trustus didn't have to die and he wasn't a bad person. Why are you punching a corpse?
0: Well, he, he, he owed Wacky D money and you know how, like, and all this in front of everybody and there's like, every punches him.
2: There's this.
0: Yeah, and then he fucking <laughs> makes a sign of the cross yep. and walks off. Uh-huh. And then Sissy, her hair, her weave is being carried by oh like a fucking God. flower girl.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm, see what I mean. It's just like the writing was like, oh my, it's God. it's fucking great. Oh, I fucking loved it. Chris Rock was in. I'm gonna get you, sucker. He ought to know writing better. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: he didn't have the Wayans the Wayans brothers to rein him in on this. <laughs> but this fucking so now. They f- they ca- they hatch a plan to take down Gusto because he wants to fuck sissy because mm-hmm. the silly bitch don't know where to go to get the real big dick big dick. <laughs> yeah, gotta you got sorry I, I, forty dog is one of my favorite characters. <laughs> <laughs> so sissy makes a call to fucking <laughs> to Gusto that they're, that they're gonna get together and they're gonna they're gonna have sex. So they're in a the hotel room. And Sissy says she's gonna go slip into something more comfortable. Uh And now we have a training montage of Gusto. You know, he's doing some fucking jumping jacks and shit, and he's on the he's on the exercise bike. Fuck. And then the lights dim out. And she comes out, so we think. It's fucking it's it's Albert and Drag. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so Gusto ends up getting busted. And goes back to jail. And uh, and the 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 story is resolved by Albert saying about he doesn't really want to be Gusto anymore. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to be plain old Albert.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But he opens he reopens the club, but it's now MC Gusto's. Yes. And they're up there and they're doing a uh... Oh shit, we missed a whole bunch of stuff. We missed the introduction of Baba Ak Mhm. Well we could talk go back as Yeah. Well in the in the interim um Dead Mike has his uh his black consciousness awakened by a guy named Baba Ak. Ah. Yeah, yeah, I he, think that was allegory him, to like MC Ren. He gave him a yeah. book of some Yes. The revolution must be so must be financed. And
1: like his, his brain just got sucked right out of him then.
0: Uh yeah.
1: It, it revelations.
0: Yeah. So talking about building a boat and going back to Africa, you know, mm. and, and and I'm not doing that voice as you know uh, taking the piss out of anybody. That's the way the character fucking talks.
3: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, what was <clears throat> there was one
1: scene that I thought was pretty funny. Uh, who was the guy that was the the sex caller?
0: Oh, uh, that Dead was Mike. That you was Dead kidding. Mike when they were when they were eating the big ass biscuits. Well, not only that. But, <laughs> I recognize your voice from somewhere. Well, that's what I'm saying. Are you... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Shut up, eat your big ass biscuit. Yeah, uh, excuse me. Are you on radio or something? Yes. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, nah. Your voice just sounds familiar. Nah, I know I heard you before. No, nah, man. Shut up, eat your big <laughs> ass biscuit. Then yeah. you see the look. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, I I want to I I want to open up a restaurant called Big Ass Biscuits. <laughs> Oh. But yeah, now, we you know, Baba Ak and he's he becomes like a spiritual advisor to um, to dead Mike. And. Uh, Tommy Davidson's in the movie, too. Yeah, he plays uh, a video like a video show host named Weird Warren. Mm-hmm. And the and CB4 is huge on it. But now when they're in the, like the whole big ass biscuits uh, scene, they're breaking up the band. Mm -hmm. Okay they're breaking Or actually the second Big Ass Biscuit scene Yeah Because Trustus is there And Sissy's there And they're breaking up the band uh, Because Albert's been given An ultimatum by Gusto That he's got to break up the band After the fucking robbery Correct So Stabmaster Arson goes off And does a thing called Silent but deadly or it's just You know It's just a beast. Jesus Christ yes (laughs) And Dead Mike, his first single is called I'm Black. <laughs> the lyrics are I'm black, y'all. I'm black, y'all. I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. I'm blacky, black, black, because I'm black and I'm back. Black. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it, because, you know, he's been awakened with, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Nubian man has been awakened inside him. You know, and now, so all this goes on. And they get back together to take Gusto down. They reopen Gusto's, but it's MC Gusto's. And they're playing Rapper's Delight Mm -hmm. on the way out. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's a... I thought the movie was a very fun send-up of that whole early to mid-90s gangster rap culture. Yeah. And... When I watched Straight Out of Compton, I'm like, "Son of a bitch, this is CB4, but serious." <laughs> and I've been a fan of this movie since I first saw it in the in the mid '90s. So, mm-hmm. I, 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 what do you guys think? It, it, as I, as
2: I said, I think if it was better written, because I mean, I almost was comparing this against other like films. Like, you know, um, Hollywood Shuffle, all the Friday movies. And then, you know, I'm going to get you, Sucka. Right. You know, where, where they're just, like, send-ups send of, of a whole culture that we're not a part of, and they, like, let us in a little bit. Okay. I, I didn't feel let in. I felt like it was an elongated Saturday Night Live sketch. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what it was. I mean, it was just, like, I mean, some of the characters were so... Obviously over the top, but I just wanted better writing for it.
0: I mm. thought I, I, I okay. Well, I, I I understand. I get I get where you're coming from. Out of, out of five stars, what do you get? Why is it got to be five? Because we had this discussion
1: before.
2: I know. Can I do a like gold rings or something? No. <laughs> no. no. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be all right. Nice. all right. No, I'm gonna be nice. And because even though the episode was was this was better than Repo Man, and I'm gonna give it at least three. Okay.
1: It was better than Repo Man, definitely. I did giggle in spots, but I had to watch a mockumentary on one of the <laughs> type of music that I absolutely fucking hate. gangster rap and hip-hop, I can't fucking stand. Okay. And I had to watch this. Uh, ah, I watched it. It was funny <laughs> it's in spots. It was, but like I said, I'm... I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm watching this. It was... uh, (laughs) I'm not going to say it was painful. Like I said, I did catch some things that got me giggling a little bit, but I'm going
0: too. Okay. Uh, You're you're allowed to be wrong. That's okay. You're allowed to be wrong. Um, This movie, I watched it uh, like this... I, I used to... I owned the video cassette. Oh my okay. lord! I owned the VHS of this. This was on heavy rotation with me and Bo Broussard. Really, in Panama, like like Bo would fucking message me, right? Yeah, if it if he saw it on TV.
1: I never heard of this fucking movie until last week. Yeah, Bo and I, mm. Bo and I
0: were huge fans of this movie back in the day in Panama, and Zeke too. we watched this? This is
1: like it, it was like. It was like Spinal Tap for gangster rap. Exactly. No, no. I think
2: as a, I mean, obviously, yeah. the the thing was is like it was it was peeling off that shell and showing that you know gangster rap is done by you know middle class people. It's like there was no hard edge or anything like that. Now, however, I think a few gangster rappers would disagree with that.
0: Yeah. Well, it's been proven that. Most of NWA were fucking middle class. Okay. Yeah. If you watch straight out of Compton, you see that.
1: No. Well,
0: hmm. Yeah. Most of the guys from NWA were middle grew up middle class. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Ice Cube, O'Shea Jackson, he wasn't gangbanging.
1: But but they say I, the- I
0: hate to fucking break it to you. I'm not a fan, you're not offended me. Dr. Dre wasn't gangbanging. The only one who might have been a little bit gangster might have been fucking easy. MC Ren, he wasn't a gangster. But this movie is—it's this. I—I I don't know if I—if I view it through rose-colored glasses because of my mm. history with it. But I,
1: because you watched it so many times, I—I
0: I absolutely fucking love this yeah. movie. I actually—I'm giving it four stars. I fucking t- I, I could quote the movie chapter and verse we're noticing <laughs> I could quote the movie chapter and verse and I still fucking laugh at it I still laugh at it and you know and I and I still think about Bo every time I watch it <laughs> like oh. we, we used to fucking do the four we used to talk like 40 dog to each oh other oh my all the god time. Like he'd say something that I'd fucking chime in, that's right, bitch. You know. That kind of thing. But yeah, uh, I, I, I I love this movie. Um Do better, Jim. Do better. Yeah, Jim. See at least at least Bill gave it three stars.
2: Well, I had to it wasn't completely terrible, but I will say this. I mean, I think I think Will Smith might have watched this movie right before the Oscars and that might have been a reason he was kinda of pissed off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eight miles does show how rap stars can come from nothing, Brian. Uh, but no, no movie is a hundred percent accurate. No movie is a hundred percent accurate. Well this This was a parody, Brian
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think
0: I think he just came back into the fucking That's great. Stream.
2: That's great. No movie What?
0: I think Brian just came back into the stream. Oh my lord. Yeah, it's it, a a mockumentary. Uh Anyway, moving on. Ooh. So now, boy. Our friend Brian Willingham suggested the album Seventh Son of a Seventh Son by Iron Maiden. I didn't put down what studio out al- what number album this was. I think it's 7. Is it seven? Yes, it is. Okay.
1: I agree. I think. A lot of sevens I'm have not, to do with this. Album. I, I,
0: I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue it. Uh, released on April 11th, 1988. This album peaks at number 12 on Billboard and is certified gold in the United States. Mm-hmm. And since we haven't talked about that in a minute, that means it sold over 500,000 copies in the U.S. Mm-hmm. This is the first Iron Maiden album. To use keyboard synthesizers Yes They used some synth stuff On somewhere in time But it wasn't keys It was like guitar synth Uh huh And this It's the classic Iron Maiden lineup You have Bruce Dickinson on vocals Dave Murray and Adrian Smith on guitars Steve Harris on bass And Nico McBrain on the drums And this is Iron Maiden's first true concept album. Mm -hmm. Based on a a book called Seventh Son by Orson Scott Card. I never knew the book. But now that I do, I'm going to be looking this up.
1: Yeah.
0: Opens up with a song called Moonchild. And the first thing we hear is Seven Deadly Sins... Seven ways to win. Seven holy paths to hell and your trip begins. Seven downward slopes, seven bloodied hopes, seven are your burning fires, seven your desires mm-hmm. And then things kick off. yes. what a great way to start a fucking album mm-hmm.
1: go ahead i I thought of you at the beginning of this song why? When at uh, that bardy beginning,
2: bardy beginning,
1: yes, not not Barty. bardy.
2: I got what he said. I was like, this is right out of a Ren Fair. Oh Jesus Christ! Well, you know, I I I enjoy. I saw. It sounded like a typical Iron Maiden song. Just you know, it was. It's not. It just sounded like what you would expect from Iron Maiden.
1: The thing that got me though was was towards the end when they started putting that synth in. It was almost like... The synth is the first thing you hear other than the strum guitar, you fucking nitwit. At the end... I'm
0: back. I'm back. When they
1: start using it a little bit more in the song, it sounds like, like an intro to a 80s B-movie adventure movie. You want to hurt like him? Give it one star. That'll a beastmaster laugh. or something like that. <laughs> that
0: you going to hurt me. Why do I have to hurt him? It was just
1: weird. Anyway, it
2: took, I, I, that synth was weird. W- what, no, do you, what do you got yeah, on it? That's what I said. It's just It was a uh,
0: a tip. It sounded like... A wonderful, typical Iron Maiden song. It's a great song. Yeah. Moonchild, hear the mandrake scream. Yes. Moonchild, take my hand tonight. Great song. Yes. I am he, the bornless one, the fallen angel watching you. Babble on the scarlet whore, I'll infiltrate your gratitude. Good shit. Next we have a beautiful song called Infinite Dreams. Epic song. Dave Murray and Adrian Smith are such a great guitar team. Mm-hmm. What they do is absolutely fucking magical.
1: Yeah, I agree. It was a good song. I enjoyed it. It was, and I think it was the fourth time I listened to it today at work. Like four more, four minutes in when they're doing shit with the guitars, I'm thinking this sounds fucking familiar to me. And then it hit me: the parade scene in Turbo Man. <laughs> in what? Turbo Man. You never saw Turbo Man? No. With Arnold Schwarzenegger searching for a Christmas toy for his kid? No. Oh, I got to throw that in a fucking bucket. Don't you dare. No. That's a fucking hilarious movie. Phil Hartman's in it. Uh, Sinbad's in it. Andre, no. I'm done.
0: Why? No Sinbad. You don't know no. Sinbad? No.
1: He plays, a, he plays
2: a postal worker. Paul White's in it as Santa. Big Show? Yes. Yeah. No.
0: No. I'm it's done. It's a good movie. Infinite dreams, I can't deny them. Infinity is hard to comprehend.
1: It's about a guy afraid to go to sleep.
0: Well, I don't know because, like I said, it's I. It's all based on this book.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: so I I am actually gonna look. Through, I'm gonna I'm gonna seek out the book and read it. Try it sometime. Read a book.
2: Oh, I know. I think I, think, I think this book actually
0: also. Was wait stop. Was I looking at you when I said that?
1: I don't know, I was looking at my paper.
0: I wasn't. Oh, okay. Shut your fucking gob. What were you looking at? I was looking at Bill.
1: Oh, you're going to Okay. Cuz I know
0: he doesn't read. Right. Well, I do read. He, no, right you no, up. no, no, you don't. You don't even read the packages of the food you're preparing. <laughs> anyway,
2: another another artist that was inspired by this book was Jack White. And he oh. did some songs on it. So you know what? I might read it before a different band.
1: <laughs> oh, my Lord Almighty.
2: You mm. said I'm the third man. But perhaps I'm the seventh son. Huh? What? Why? Little, little Jack White for your happy
1: ass.
0: Shut up. Next song <laughs> is Can I Play With Madness. Lead single off the record.
1: Fucking perfect maiden song. Period. No, far from a perfect maiden I song, but a great song. song.
0: Yeah, this is where the album started for me. It's it's far from the perfect Iron Maiden song. Um, it's very catchy and very commercial. Yeah, which isn't a bad thing. Strictly commercial, Frank Zappa.
2: <laughs> um, and the, I need more cowbell. Oh, the video! The video
0: got Graham Chapman in it yes, too. That yes, is so yes, I love this video. Video. Yeah, Jim's gonna get a kick in the sack. Going from Iron Maiden to Jingle All the Way. What the fuck?
1: Oh, yeah, Jingle All the Way. That's right.
0: That was the name of the movie. Doug says Jack White sucks balls.
1: Damn. It's like two on one here. Sweaty balls? Hang on. He's got a
2: kick in the
0: balls. He
2: sucks balls. Wait, wait, Somebody wait.
0: Somebody got balls in the brain. Yeah, I, <laughs> Dad, Doug's got balls in <laughs> the brain. Anyway, it's a catchy song. Great video.
2: Yes, it's awesome.
0: Next is another great fucking song. Perfect. Yep. The Evil That Men Do.
1: Yes, is a very good song. We love this yeah. song.
0: Harris is such a fucking great songwriter. And, you know, a, an absolutely incredible mm. bass player. Steve Harris can do very little wrong in my book.
2: And the and the, the Dickinson's vocals in this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh. I mean, the dude's a fucking air raid siren. Mm-hmm. I... I, I, oh, I missed a mouth. <laughs> you sloppy bitch. I must be
3: full. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: God!
0: <laughs> would you, can, would you like a little wind, a mint? Oh uh, no, this, I couldn't. I
2: don't bite. It's, it's
0: way far thin. Oh,
3: <laughs> fuck!
0: Well played, sir. Oh well God. Played. Okay, that concludes side one of the album. Side two com- uh, starts with. The title track, Mm -hmm. Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, nearly 10 minutes long Yes, and no dead space. It's beautiful. Iron Maiden has a tendency to do that. They can write these fucking eight, nine, 10 minute songs and they're not boring. They keep you Mm -hmm. there and they're fucking good. He's going to
1: disagree. This song's four minutes too long. It yeah. should have stopped at five thirty or six minutes. All that fucking goofy guitar shit at the end. Ah. I felt. I felt this song was
0: almost like operatic. It was. It is. It's, it's called,
1: just. It's just like just
2: a
0: oh, un- show. Wait, wait. No, this is a song that has movements, unlike your music I'm gonna that have gives a fucking movements. Unlike you, beat me to the joke. Unlike <laughs> your music that gives me fucking movements. He means you has to take a shit. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: They're gonna have a movement. <laughs> That's when we should put in. We should put the Young Guns movies in. Oh God, more of the middle west of us. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can't
1: get away for that fucking guy. But no, like. But they, they got done. They got done the, the the vocals, and then it did have a nice little interlude there, and then they should have just fucking stopped it right there. But then they went whoop
0: no wacky with the fucking guitars no. They did. No, 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 no. These guys can actually fucking play their instruments, and right, it's enjoyable.
1: I didn't want it. Then it a fucking instrumental.
0: Well, then he'd bitch.
2: <laughs> I might not. I can like smell. There are certain bands that I can handle instrumentals. I can like smell.
1: What?
3: I
2: can like smell.
1: You don't like instrumentals? Oh, Jesus Christ. Nine's no, scared. <laughs>
0: He's coming right for us. <laughs> rabbit, rabbit, three o'clock. <laughs> Fucking Ned and Jimbo. <laughs> uh, I'm next- sorry I took the money. I'm not sorry I took the money. <laughs> ah, Mr. Lizard, care for hamburger? <laughs> <laughs>
3: just-
0: <laughs> nice Dreams is going in the bucket. <laughs> anyway, next song is The Prophecy. Oh, wait, hang on. Before we move on to The Prophecy. I had wa- another thought th- listening to the so- to the title track. That song would have fit perfectly on Power Slave. Oh yeah, with the music, yeah, yeah, it would have fit perfectly yeah, on yeah. Power Slave. The prophecy is next. This, I think,
1: is the seventh son. He was born now, and in Irish history. The seventh son of a seventh son. Did you you know what that means though? He has the gift of second sight. And and healing, yes. Yes. And but, but it has to I mean, imagine how rare that is. Somebody has seven kids, they're all boys, no girls in between, and then the seventh child has seven more boys, no girls in between. Yeah. That's that's
2: an Irish Catholic family. That's right. <laughs> every sperm is
0: sacred every sperm is great. Oh, if a sperm is wasted, God gets quite irate. Yes. But this
1: is I I I took this song that that he sees something is happening. He's trying to warn all these assholes that something bad's gonna happen.
0: Dickhead, we'll get there in the next song.
1: That's the prophecy. And then the clairvoyant. Oh, yeah. No, the prophecy is when he tries to warn them. And
0: and what, what is a clairvoyant? Somebody who sees. There but, you go. But the prophecy is about this. The prophecy is him coming. The clairvoyant is him warning.
1: Did I fuck that up?
0: Probably. Anyway.
2: I, I, I want to say about the prophecy. I felt it was like an almost polar opposite of... The song right before it. Yes. It was short and very staccato. It wasn't... Yes. Which which I thought was nice. A nice... If, if it wasn't planned, it was a beautiful dichotomy.
1: The clairvoyant is about somebody who can't see... The, he can see the future, but he can't see when he's going to die. That was the clairvoyant. Yeah, there's a time the, to the live pro- and a time. The prophecy was when he tried to tell people shit was happening... And then when it happens,
0: they blame him. Right.
2: This is what happens when you guys get hung up on the lyrics and the meaning of shit and not just enjoy the goddamn song.
0: I enjoyed the song. Uh, Jim's AC must have given out on Christine on the way there again. You have to forgive him. Fuck you, Brian. I'm right. I'm right, Brian. Hey,
1: hey, hey. There's no... No, never fuck you, Brian. Brian's a good guy. Oh, yeah. We're naming
0: the car Christine now. I know. You told me already. Uh, Uh, Doug says... Doug says, movements of different types. Iron Maiden know how to play and write great music and lyrics. And Pearl Jam doesn't. Moving on. Um, wow!
2: Ooh, just there's like there's across the Jam. bow.
0: Poo! <laughs> fucking right up his nose. Um, dabunga This is, you know, it's made in doing what they do better than anybody else. It really is. Uh, the Clairvoyant, th- that fucking bass intro from Steve yes. I mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Holy bass is what I have written down. It's not the most intricate thing right. that Harris has ever played, but my fucking God, does it work? Oh, my Lord, And is it powerful? Yes. And I felt in this
2: song, every band member got to show off their talents. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Every single
0: one. You know, and and as good of a drummer as Nico is, he's like the most overlooked and slept on guy in the band. Mm -hmm. But but Nico is fucking amazing. Yeah, this is the one. There's a time to live and a time to die and it's time to meet your maker. Correct. Uh, and at the end, it is strange that as soon as you're born, you're dying. Correct. Yeah. Great fucking song. And the... Go ahead, Bill. I didn't have anything else to say. Oh, you didn't have anything <laughs> else? I thought you did. I was taking a drink. Oh, you you were looking at me. I thought you had something to say. He got it done to go at this you time. In, you were interesting. Do, uh, I am. But you're not fooling oh. you? What'd you do, dick nugget?
2: The cord was wrapped and I pulled it and it pulled on my ear. You all right? I'm fine.
0: Fucking nitwit! His eyes are watering.
2: <laughs> they always hell was doing him down
0: here? I don't even smoke, so what? I don't know why. I don't know. Hey. Oh see, shit! Speaking of that, today, as we record this, it is July the twentieth, twenty twenty-three. This ain't the day. Yesterday was the day. I, yesterday was the day I had the surgery. Yeah, the initial. Yeah, surgery. yeah, yeah. That was yesterday. All right. July nineteenth of last year, and uh, before we get when we get done with this, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on next week. Um, album ends with not Billy Joel's song. I know, I
1: thought that was odd,
0: but a song called "Only the Good Die Young." Yeah, great song. Great way to end the album. Yeah, that's exactly
1: what I put. Good closer. Now,
2: did did the album end with a vocal repeating the beginning? Yes, yes. Okay. I didn't know if I if I because I was listening on YouTube and I didn't know if it was repeating or not. I, I, I have the album. I actually had the physical album and that's I wanted to listen to it, but shit got away from me this week.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it, it it does actually end with uh, once again the seven deadly yeah. sins, seven ways to win, seven holy pasture hell and your trip begins. Mm-hmm. It ends with that. All, all in all, fucking Brian, and not you, Mr. Knappenberger, Brian Willingham, mm-hmm. yeah. thank you for suggesting this. This was a great album. Um, Awesome, 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 awesome. I love Iron Maiden. I won't say anything. I can't say anything bad about them. What do you rate the album out of? Out of 10. 10. Oh, Solid oh, eight and a half. Eight and a half. I'm okay. seconding that. Eight. I went nine. So eight and a half. Eight and a half. Nine. Okay. I, I want you to say it because that way I could put it on the screen. Eight and a half. There you go. Thank you. I already said it. I know. Say well, it again. stop
2: fucking eyeballing me. <laughs> he can't help it. You're so attractive. Damn right. <laughs> Bitch, please. Styling and profiling. Oh uh, Jesus! What Christ. the fuck? Hey, I'm the Ric Flair in this group. No, right? you're not. You you are the Dusty Rhodes.
0: In of you, no, he's dusty. He's fatter now. <laughs> Whoa! You gotta he see now he got, he got see he got this here. There, anytime you got two men with four fists uh, on one, that's clubbering Listen, uh, the Ooh, reason he got I the make, belly
2: willy. The reason I make you Dusty Rhodes is because he's the shock master.
1: Oh fuck me! <laughs> Who the fuck's a shock master? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: that's Uncle Fred Uncle <laughs> Fred.
0: I, I think that's Uncle Fred <laughs> uh, Poor Fred Ottman uh, Oh spe- shit Speaking of, is Since mm. you brought up Some wrestling stuff mm. uh, This past week's episode Of Dark Side of the Ring Was on Abdullah the Butcher Oh Ooh. boy
1: Didn't he have his legs amputated?
0: No No Abby Abby still has Kamala. his legs That was Kamala Yeah That was Kamala Kamala's dead. Yes. Uh, Now, Abby is still alive in in one piece. Uh, But I... I don't know how much of it is true and how much of it can be verified, but he claims to have a second grade education and nothing more. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like, he was sued by an independent wrestler that went by the name of Hannibal for... Because Abdullah gigged him he, he bladed him in a match with a blade that he had used on himself earlier in the match mm-hmm. Abdullah had Hepatitis C oh yeah hmm. so how many other wrestlers did Abdullah infect over the years Jesus Christ because every match Abdullah bled every match but yeah it was it was actually a pretty interesting watch last week's was good too about a guy that has almost been lost to history, and I'm actually reading a biography about him right now. Adrian Adonis,
1: mm-hmm. I remember that name.
0: Yeah, didn't he have the bows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: yeah. They they basically, I think it was a revenge gimmick, or
0: yeah, yeah, because he pissed Vince off. Yeah, and because Adrian Adonis, he was born Keith Frank, uh, Keith Frankie. Uh. And he was legitimately born... Actually, he wasn't born Keith Frankie. He was born in the, on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. hmm But he was adopted very quickly by a family in Buffalo, New York. He grew up in Buffalo, New York. Okay. But he did run with a gang and, you know, got in a lot of fights and this and that. But was a very good athlete. And then he broke into the wrestling business. And... uh His original gimmick as Adrian Adonis was he was like a New York City biker. Yeah. Well, somehow he pissed Vince off. And that's how adorable Adrian Adonis was born. Oh, my. And, you know, how Roddy Piper had the Piper's Pit segment. Yes. Well, Adrian Adonis was given the flower shop. (laughs) <laughs> and you got to keep in mind, this is the 1980s, yep. the, mid, the mid-1980s, when homosexuality was very fucking taboo. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I th- I think the reason that Vince saddled him with the gimmick was revenge because his weight got out of control.
2: Well, maybe. Because
0: Adrian Adonis, when he first came in, he was like 240 pounds. And by the time he stopped doing the adorable Adrian gimmick over in Japan. Mm-hmm. He was 400 pounds. Come on. Yeah. yeah. But he went over to Japan. He got his shit together and he got down to like 300 pounds because he went back to the AWA working for Vern Gagne. After uh, in WrestleMania three, he lost a hair versus hair match to Roddy Piper. huh. Got his head shaved in the middle of the ring. He skirted around the WWF for a little bit yet, but then went back to Vern, went back to Minnesota. And he couldn't even go 10 minutes. He was like 400 pounds by mm-hmm. this time. And, you know, Greg Gagne was like, get your shit together. So he lost 100 pounds, went over to Japan. Uh, and, you know, he was on his way back. And he took a tour wrestling for a guy up in uh, Newf- Newfoundland, Canada. Mm-hmm. Up in Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. And the story varies whether it was a bear or a moose, but something came out into the road. The van that he was in with three other wrestlers swerved, went, swerve. off, went off, went off the bridge, and into a, a, into a creek. And three out of the four people in the in the car died, yeah, including Adrian. That was a pretty good episode. Mm-hmm. But like I said, right now, I'm reading his uh, reading his uh, biography on him. Um, it's been some interesting shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of interesting, before you guys see us next, we are going to have a fucking adventure next week. <laughs> yep. On Wednesday, we are going to Montage Mountain. For the Psychotherapy Sessions Tour. <laughs> the Butcher Babies, Nonpoint, Guar. first time I've ever seen Guar in a big big fucking room. Yeah. Coal Chamber, and the band that I was supposed to see <laughs> last year when all this bullshit <laughs> happened, fucking Mudvayne. Mm. The three of us and my oldest are going. This is going to be a great fucking show. Yeah. I I already planned on taking Thursday off. At the very least, I'm going to do paperwork on Thursday. Oh, my. Or at the very most, I'm going to do paperwork on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be good. This is going to be I'm real fucking good. It. And then um, on the 29th, we have the Remembering Mark Benefit which is at, Which is the one-year anniversary of the date that I was supposed to see Mudvayne last year, <laughs> and Jim and his daughter went uh, over to Camden. I almost died,
1: and I will never forget that. The reason I fucking knew something was wrong because I was live-streaming the whole fucking show, and he was commenting, mm. and then all of a sudden, Eric... I just went radio silent. Mm. Was not commenting. I even said the bell. I said, hope nothing happened to Eric. (laughs)
0: Nope. Well, something did. (laughs) Something did. Um, But, you know, I'm fucking jazzed as shit for this show. Yeah. This is going to be a very hectic three weeks for me. We've got uh, Mudvayne Show on the 26th. Remembering Mark on the 29th. August the 5th, we have... uh, the celebration of life for Doug's brother-in-law for Ronnie Sestak. So we're playing that, um, and then the week after that, August the twelfth, we're back at the one ten.
1: Oh, I'll be up at the cabin.
0: Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be we're gonna be some busy beavers for the next couple of weeks, and you're going away soon. Soon, mm-hmm. taking uh yep taking Val down to Disney. Disney. As she starts her internship, The new right? job.
1: Yep, to Florida. She's, uh, she's, come to Florida. Yeah,
2: she's gonna be. Her job is gonna be a hostess at Woody's Roundup. Good for her.
1: Oh my, mm-hmm. good. So,
2: I can't wait to see what outfit they got her in. She's gonna look like a cowgirl.
0: <laughs> nice. I, I, you know what? I, when she sends you a picture, I gotta see it. Too. Yeah. Oh, it's it's. Oh, it's going everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, see. Uh, uh, I don't post much. Right. But. See, but. I'll, I'll, People don't understand. Uh, well, there's people in our audience that don't understand how deep we go. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we, this is legit—a thirty-plus year friendship. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 have pictures on my Facebook of holding Ryan as yeah. a as a newborn. Mm-hmm. You know. I remember when Val was born. You know, you you remember my kids being born. It's, yeah, and our, our two of our kids went to school together. Yeah, I mean Val. And, wow, that was weird. Val and Jesse graduated together. Yeah, Alistair is a year ahead of Ryan. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fucking weird, man. Um, but yeah, we're gonna ha- we're gonna have some stories to tell next week, boys.
1: Did you guys see the NFL news today? No, what happened? Uh, the they voted to
0: allow the commanders to be sold. Well, they didn't have a choice. They run Dan Snyder out of the league. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you brought that up. John Gruden, okay? Mm-hmm. John Gruden, the former coach of the Raiders, mm-hmm. is the one guy who got fucked over in that whole scheme to take out to take out Dan Snyder. Mm-hmm. Dan Snyder decided that if I'm going down, I'm taking as many people as he can with him. Yes. The only one who had any dirt stick to him was John Gruden. Yep. Those emails were leaked by somebody in the league office and nobody can fucking tell me. Otherwise John Gruden will not go away. He still has the lawsuit going against the league against, I think the commander's, and I believe against Daniel Snyder personally and Roger Goodell personally. Oh, my. And he's like, no, 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 no. no. I have enough ammunition. I could burn the fucking building to the ground. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he does. Oh,
1: absolutely. And they still don't know who put the coke in White House.
2: <laughs> oh, and you got to reactivate hey. the league. Oh, yeah, I do.
0: Get on that. What? Oh, yeah. I'll do that this week. Uh, and I, I got ryan's spot taken care of he's gonna be in um i know who I'm, I'm, i got two places i i know who I'm, i know who i'm not who no. i'm not inviting back ryan
1: has two places oh jim's not okay yeah.
0: me no jim's not coming back
1: oh damn
2: believe me ryan ryan i've been trying to not coerce him but the boy's not a fool so i came in he uh, aaron Rodgers is now a jet Yes. So he tells me, hey, Aaron Rodgers is a... He he keeps me up to date on the news, which he's going to probably stop doing very soon. But he said, hey, Aaron Rodgers is a Jet. So I said, oh, how's their receiving core?
0: Why? (laughs) 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 He's like, like, I don't know. I don't follow the Jets. I tell you what, (laughs) your boy Garoppolo better do something (laughs) in fucking in Vegas. I'm just saying... Your boy Garoppolo better do something. Not my boy. Yeah, he is. Your problem now. <laughs> That's what all the Eagles fans said about T.O. when he came to Dallas. <laughs> That's your problem now. Yeah. Yeah. And they weren't lying. And you know what? That's what the Raiders fans said about fucking uh A B when he went to when he went to uh Tampa Bay. Yep. And Tampa Bay found the fuck out, yep. didn't they? <laughs>
2: yes, they did. <laughs>
0: Oh, shit. That's
2: it, I'm done. There is so many players out there that are like... Are trash bag motherfuckers. Yeah, and then it's like, no, not when on our team you won't be. (laughs)
0: Yeah. We'll straighten them out. Yeah, and Tom Brady, Tom Brady within the next two years is going to unretire and play one year for the fucking Raiders. I'm telling you. (laughs) He bought a stake in the fucking team. Oh, my Lord. He bought a stake in the fucking team.
1: (laughs) I don't think he will. I don't think he will either.
0: It wouldn't surprise me one bit. And Mark Davis is fucking dumb enough to let him do it at 50. (laughs) You talk about a guy that should be forced to sell the fucking team. (laughs) Al's rolling over in his fucking grave. I don't know how you can walk around with a haircut like that, man. He cuts his hair with a pencil sharpener. This is
2: going to be such a great year.
0: Oh. Every every episode. Oh, yeah. We're going to have fun with this. You know what? One week, what we should do is... uh, Invite Ryan and Jesse both down here. <laughs> oh,
2: dear Lord. What do you think? Uh, well, I guess that Ryan's a
0: mouth runner. Yeah, well. Hey, shit. We got to pick. We have to pick stuff.
1: Yep. All right. Almost hit me in the noggin.
0: Oop. Bill picks the album. There's not many left. Yeah, we need to put some more in. Put the more in. Yes! The white stripes.
2: No, I'm kidding. No, this is Break Like the Wind by Spinal Tap.
0: Oh, what a fucking record. Oh my <laughs> lord. Oh my god. Break like the wind. Do you want to pick it or do you want me to pick it? Oh you can pick it. Okay. The ma- the movie shall shall be Doug! You get yours gets picked again, the original Evil Dead.
1: Fuck, I just watched that too. Wait, the original Evil Dead Two or Evil Dead? Evil, Evil Dead. Dead. Okay. The one with the pencil in the ankle. <laughs> Spoilers,
0: like you've never fucking seen it twenty fucking times. <laughs> I know,
2: I own the Necronomicon version.
0: Nice. All right, so we have our uh, oh. Are we going to have time to do this?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I we will. will. We I will. Yeah, I'll make time. Evil Dead is what?
2: Right now, I'm bin- I'm binge watching all the Three Stooges episodes. Huh? Nice. What are they? What's that on? Uh, on disc. I oh. bought I bought them. I bought them all. Um, yeah, it's like 150 some episodes.
1: Where the fuck did you find that?
2: Walmart, like five, six years ago. Oh, nice. And they've been... But I finally, and I'm watching them like a chronological order. Uh-huh. It's absolutely amazing because it starts in the Great Depression. I'm up to the era now where out of the Great Depression, well, we are as a country, and the storylines changing and advancing as you go along. Hmm. It's it's, and I'm watching episodes I've
0: actually never seen. I'll have to check that out. Yep. I got I got to look through all my streaming services and see if I can find them all. Um, oh there's abso- oh, just so so
2: so much fun and yeah there's a lot of recycled there's a lot of recycled
0: humor yeah but oh, yeah. if it works it works all right so um we have our game plan for next week mm-hmm. uh of course we're gonna recap the we're gonna recap the the, the concert, concert. Mm-hmm. that's gonna be great and then we're gonna talk about spinal taps break like the wind yep mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about the original Sam Raimi classic, *The yes. Evil Dead*. Yes. Um, thanks for uh, thanks for sticking with us. Even though uh, I wasn't happy with what what <laughs> we put together last week, <laughs> it was not good, uh, and you guys deserve better than I was able to give you. So that episode will never see the light of day. <laughs> In fact, it's already been deleted. No.
2: Much like the Motley crew.
0: Yes. All right, guys. Until next time, this has been Oh No, Not Them. I'm Eric. I'm Bill. I'm Jim. Later on, motherfuckers.